Coming up on this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society, we've got two items in the news that we're pretty sure we 100% affected. It's dangerous to go alone, so the Nintendo Cartridge Society goes with you. Welcome to Nintendo Cartridge Society. My name is Patrick Ellis. I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Mark Mitchell. We've got a good show for you uh, today. We're going to be talking about the news from the week, including a new Nintendo Labo kit and an update to Mario Tennis Aces. And then on Thursday, finally, Mark, we're there. Can you believe it? I am so excited. We are going to be talking about the top eight RPGs on Nintendo platforms, as partially decided by you, our listeners who wrote in. Thank you, all of you who have done that. It's been an incredible help. Uh, we've got so much to sift through. Uh, I think it'll kill us both. I think it'll kill Mark for sure. <laughs> well, I'm weak though. <laughs> I'm definitely the weakest of the hosts. Interesting, interesting. Like you know, if you were to like target one of us to try to take us out, mm-hmm. to- me totally. I, do- I know this. What do you think about like uh, arm wrestling? Oh, uh, <laughs> we've never done it. I think we're evenly matched. Uh, you're probably right. We've, d- you and I, do not compete against each other, in, I would say, almost any capacity. Right, physically, yeah, emotionally, <laughs> right. Uh, so there's no way of knowing. I think you right. And I it's are like evenly it's like a true things. friendship, not one of those like friendships where you're like secret rivals. That's right. Mark and I are not secret rivals, mm. so everyone, you can just put that fanfic away. I mean, write it, please. Please write it. Yeah. And email it to Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com. gmail.com. And while you're doing that, mm-hmm. why don't you go ahead and mail or email your mailing address? Right. So you can borrow my copy of Sonic Forces on the Nintendo Switch. That's right. After 40 years in the desert, Sonic Forces has come back to us more enlightened. Was Jesus in the desert for 40 years? That's not right. 40 nights? Uh, the Jews. Uh, <laughs> That's right. The Jews. They were in, they were, they wandered the desert for 40 years. And Noah was at sea for 40 days? Sure. Yeah. I mean, the sea was everywhere because it was a flood. Look, we may not know the Bible, but we sort of know Sonic Forces. You get to make your own avatar and run them around with Sonic the Hedgehog. It's a bad game, but you could play it for free. I send it to you with an envelope. You can send it back. It costs you nothing. Except, you know, you have to spend some time with this game. You know, I, what I was thinking is we uh, always solicit it through email. But oh. theoretically, somebody could DM us on Twitter okay, or Facebook. Yes, if we're following you. Sure. Or right, but just like shoot us a message. What I'm saying is... I don't I, know how DMs work on Twitter. <laughs> I know people slide into them. Here's the thing I don't want anyone doing on Facebook or Twitter is just like posting their address. Oh on there. no, no. <laughs> do so not you, do this. So if you think you might accidentally do that, just email us. But if you wanted to try, <laughs> how would they, where would they reach us on Twitter? Sure. On Twitter, I'm at Patrick underscore Ellers. Mark is at MKE Mitchell. And collectively the show is at Nin Cart Society. And the Facebook page is just called Nintendo Cartridge Society because we simple like that. Um, we've been getting a lot of new friend requests on our switches. Uh, it's great. We love it. I love seeing what y'all are playing. I yeah. Love, yeah. I love my, my friend list is just like filling up and people are always online when I'm online now. Yeah. It's so, it's great. It's so much fun. Usually in the past, if Mark's not online, 
I, I, got, I lived a lonely life. <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, but now I, I'm seeing all sorts of people popping up, playing Octopath, playing uh, Stardew Valley, mm-hmm. playing Paladins, all these things. Uh, so it's very exciting for us. We like it a lot. Our friend codes are in the description of this episode and probably will be until the end of time. Um, so do that. We love it. We love you. Uh, Mark, let's get into what we've been playing this week. Octopath Traveler. So uh, where are you about in the game, would you say? So I have not collected all eight Travelers yet. Whoa. Um, But I am moving on to second chapters already. Wow. I spent a little bit of time grinding. I found a, uh, a village that was like off of the beaten path. And there was a character there that had um, a dagger that I wanted to buy from them through Tressa, the, her ability to purchase items, her path ability. Um, and the dagger uh, was so much more powerful than the one that Primrose had on her, like by, a, you know, three times as powerful. And I was like, okay, I'm going to stick this out. I'm going to grind it out until I get the money to do this. Um, and it was 55,000 monies. Oof. Um, but what is the currency in that game? I, I couldn't tell you. Yeah, Gil, maybe? Probably Gil. Something like that? It's probably Gil. Um, and so I you know, headed out and would do the thing with uh, Tressa where I would collect from, uh, from enemies when they get weak enough. Uh, and using that, you can, collect, you can get about 1,500 monies every, every fight. Um, and so I just ground that out for a long time and then realized my characters were all way higher level than they should have been for that. <laughs> so I'm, I'm taking this game in whatever order. Yeah, that's I awesome. I wanted to. Um, well, where, where are you? Where so are you I'm now? also doing second chapters. Uh-huh. Uh, the, I'm realizing that the levels that they tell you, that they recommend you should be, uh-huh. are super approximate. Sure. Like you can be like, I think I've been like four levels lower than that and still able to accomplish it. Yeah, I think... Because the, the, the chapter twos that I'm in right now, um, or I guess one of them, it's, it's uh, Cyrus's second chapter, um, and it recommends like 24, and I believe he's 22, and my alpha is 24, and like my guys are just steamrolling through it. Yeah, especially if you have uh, those like elemental stones. Sure, yes. It's especially like the L variety, it's super easy to just like decimate. I assume uh, L stands for large. Yeah, I mean that makes total sense to me, right? Because mm-hmm. there's also M, which would be medium. Medium, maybe. Uh, let me ask you this, Mark. Who do you like to roll with in this game? Who, who's your main again? Uh, the thief. I just forgot his name. Therian. Therian. Yeah, I just picked him up. Oh, nice. <laughs> so you were at like Boulder Dash or whatever it's called. Yeah, Boulder Gate. Maybe. Yeah, Boulder Gate. Not Boulder's Gate. No. That's a different game entirely. Mark, are we talking too much about Octopath Traveler? <laughs> I mean, that's kind of the point of this section. <laughs> sure. Let's but let me it. tell you. All right. Therian, um, Hanit, or however you say your name. Yeah. Uh, Ophelia and uh, Cyrus. Okay. Uh, my mains are almost entirely the opposite of that. Uh, Alfin was my starting boy. Um, and then Ulbrich is a, a mainstay in my party. And then uh, the next two are some combination of Primrose, Tressa, and Cyrus. Um, so we overlap on that little wizard boy because uh, he casts magic. 
I've also been playing Paladins. Mm-hmm. Uh, it it's the hero shooter that what they came out like you could buy the camera what they call like the Founders Pack or something earlier in the summer, but now it's gone free to play. Perfect. And uh, yeah, it's it's fun. It's worth checking out. It's another one like Fortnite for me where it scratches that like Call of Duty itch where I can just hop in, play a couple of matches, mm-hmm. and then I'm done. And it's like all I wanted from a game like that. Uh, and and the characters themselves are fun. Uh, yeah. I mean, they're they're fine. They have a enough personality. It it kind of actually reminds me of like uh, League of Legends, okay. where I mean, obviously, when you have a cast that big, some of them are going to be like more interesting than others. Yeah. But where, yeah, they're all like, uh, unique enough that you can definitely find one sure. that suits like not just the play style you want, but also like the, the personality style. You yeah. Yeah. But also like in a game like that, when you go into a match, you are uh or at least in the ones I've been playing, and I'm fairly low level, so maybe it opens up or if you have like purchased them it acts differently. But you go in and, you know, um in the ones I've been playing and it's a random assortment of like five or six for you to choose from. It's not like five, the oh, five or six of the heroes. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Uh, so is it, uh, what's like the main gameplay mode? Is it like a, there's, a th- there's three, or? there's a, okay. a team death match. Mm-hmm. There's one that's kind of like, uh, you try to take over a base and then uh, while your team is, has control of the base, you earn points. Yeah. It's probably called control or something. Right. And then one where it's a little bit like the um tower, that like tower game mode in Splatoon 2, where sure, you're trying to take yeah. uh control of like an object and then you have to move the object Ride forward the to object, get to. Yeah. So those are like the three. And the way they do it is actually kind of interesting. Like you can either choose which one specifically you want to play, or you can go into a uh, a general lobby and be like, I want to be put into either of these two games well, or nice. these three games or one game type. Yeah. Or you kind of have like agency in that. I don't know. I I'm having I'm enjoying it a lot. The bit I've played. Yeah. Um. My only uh, like frame of reference for Hero Shooter is Overwatch. I understand that's a uh you know a pretty sterling uh a- a- example of that genre. Um. But I may hop into Paladins too. That. Sounds, I mean, especially when it's fun. free. Yeah, you know what do you got to lose? Yeah, there's it's no like risk. borrowing Sonic Forces from us, Nintendo Cartridge Society <laughs> at, at gmail.com. Um, I have been playing a little bit of Mario Kart 8 Deluxe and Mario Tennis Aces. Um, spent a little time uh, in hospital waiting rooms this last week, and let me tell you something: there is nothing quite as effective at distracting me from my problems as playing a little Mario Kart. It uses up all of my like biological RAM to just play Mario Kart 8 um, and uh, doesn't stress me out or anything. It's wonderful for that. And honestly, Mario Tennis Aces is like that as well. Um, that like, while I'm playing that game, it takes all of my attention to do it, um, but it doesn't stress me out or make me mad or anything like that. Just playing the like regular um, not online tournaments against the computer is a ton of fun. I, I like that game a lot. Um, all right. That's what we've been playing this last week. But let's get into the new releases and what we might be playing next week. So feel free to jump in here if there's something else, if there are other things you want to talk about. Yes. But I'm going to go right to August 2nd. Okay. 
Thursday, Salt and Sanctuary is coming out on the Switch eShop. I'm excited about Salt and Sanctuary. So tell me a little bit about it. So Salt and Sanctuary, uh, I have only ever heard described to me by people on other podcasts. So this is going to be... Is it like a Metroidvania? So it is more been described... It's it's an action game. It's a combat action game, 2D, um, and has been described as a... uh, Like Dark Souls, but in two dimensions. Oh, Um, interesting. So a lot of trying to read your enemies' uh, various tells and dodge out of the way and then attack them, you know, when they're vulnerable. Um. Do, do I understand Dark Souls? I don't know if I do. Yeah, you know, okay, that, great, you great. nailed it. I got it. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I mean, of course, if the, it, uh, the remastered version had not been delayed on Switch, I would know already. You would know, or I would have to listen to someone else's <laughs> opinions about it. Regurgitate it back here. Um. But yeah, uh, Salt and San- Sanctuary. Uh, looks cool, and you know, I, I am always interested in those games that have like that level of challenge. But just like a third-person action game with that kind of uh, difficulty is a little bit intimidating to me. So I like the idea of bringing it more into my uh, like realm of expertise. You give me a 2D platformer, like I'm gonna figure my way around it pretty quick. Yeah, that that actually sounds really interesting. Um, I, I'm feeling a little burnt out on Metroidvanias. Yeah, at the you know, uh, it seems like a lot of indie games are in that style so yeah and i want to check out hollow knight and i know that that's going to be in that same that same vein yeah but like man how we need just like a different kind of game to play uh well then maybe you'll be interested in, in friday's release oh why would that be well because on august 3rd for the 3ds yes the 3ds warioware gold is released i think i'm gonna pick it up i think that's a great idea mark I really like WarioWare. Me too. Uh, it's a fun game in that it is like a hundred fun games. Um, and everything that I've seen pre-release of this game, I haven't gotten a chance to play it. Like it wasn't at um, uh, E3 or anything. Um, it looks so it's got so many different control types where like either you're just using the tilt controls, just using the touch screen or using the buttons like actually on the thing. Um, and that was my favorite part of uh wario where smooth moves on the wii that like at the beginning of a challenge it would show you like here's how you here's how you hold the wii remote and good luck right and that uh in the sort of roulette version of uh this game that they say okay here's the control method good luck um and i just i i don't know there's nothing quite as frantic where you're like i don't even know how to hold this thing uh figure it out I'm very excited about this game. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it as well. Um, there were what a, what a, what else was coming out this week? Uh, there's a Harvest Moon game coming out. No, uh, it's, no just it's just the characters, characters back. back. All right, great. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's it, it's weird with a with a WarioWare game and at least one indie game that I'm interested in. It still feels like it's kind of a light week for uh, Switch releases. Uh, yeah, I mean, with staring down the barrel of uh, the list of games that are releasing on August 2nd, it's not really a light week. But if things that I am knowledgeable or interested in, it is a lighter week. Look, we could just list things, but like Cycle 28. Mark, do you know what that is? I don't know what that is. Ikimo? Come on. There's no, there's, no, there's no point in us saying the names of these games. Flat Heroes? That might actually be something, but I don't know anything about it. <laughs> All right, Mark, let's close out this segment. And that's going to bring us to a regular feature on the show. It's time for 433, 
1952, American composer John Cage wrote a piece called 433, wherein a performer or group of performers didn't play their instruments for 4 minutes and 33 seconds. For the purposes of this show, our instruments are talking about Nintendo. So, for the duration of one performance of 433, Mark and I will talk about something not at all Nintendo-related, thus fulfilling the contract of the piece. Mark, today we are talking about bread and our favorite kinds of bread. Uh, do you have, if I say, Mark, what's your favorite kind of bread? Do you have an answer for Ooh, me? I think from the gut, I'm saying sourdough. I mean, you did like kind of a wince there and like recoiled. Like, Well, you... I mean, what's my favorite kind of bread? I mean, why would you do that to a person? I, it's a cruel question to ask. I believe you posed it. But... I can tell you least favorite. Mm. Mm, I guess least favorite off the cuff. There might be one rye, that I rye, like rye, worse. Rye. No, right? I actually, uh, I'm okay with rye. I would say onion bread. Hmm, I think there's a context in which onion bread makes a lot of sense. Here's the thing, I need a versatile bread. Because sometimes... Wait, 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 how did you segue from onion bread has context to I need a versatile bread? Are you trying... I'm throwing away my old onion Are you trying <laughs> to tell away. me that onion bread <laughs> Not is versatile. a versatile bread? Okay. I'm saying that onion bread... I'll let you pass. You need to thank you. <laughs> Thank you for letting me pass. Um, onion bread is a... You can only use it in a savory context. Agreed. Like, un, the onion-flavored bagels? Mm-hmm. Like, gross. Like, wh- what use do I have for this? This is what, garbage bread. What's your go-to bagel? Do you have a go-to bagel? Yeah, plain. How do? <laughs> what about everything? You don't like an everything bagel? Are you crazy? What? If I wanted everything, I would just get one bagel of each type. That is not what an everything bagel is. You're being willfully obtuse. <laughs> How do you feel about sweet bagels? Uh, define what that means. Like because a, I love sweet things, so like I assume I love them, but sure. I just want to make sure we're on the same like page. A, like a blueberry bagel. Or oh, like a I don't really love cinnamon bagel. bagel. Yeah, cinnamon, like raisin bagel. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm on board. Love it. Um, Chocolate chips? No, I do not like... Chocolate a, for breakfast. Yeah. Mm. Well, I don't like cho- I don't love chocolate in general. Right. Chocolate is good. I don't crave chocolate like <laughs> some people crave it. Right, right, I always right, have right. to qualify that. But I do not like chocolate for breakfast, and I will tell you why. Please. When I was a freshman or sophomore in high school, there was a girl in my first class every single day who had a chocolate muffin oh. and would eat it every single day. And just the smell of it always made me feel nauseous. Yeah. And so... The idea of eating chocolate in the morning is really, really disturbing. So this one girl ruined it for you. Yeah, I mean, I, it, she didn't ruin chocolate. I just never, like, craved chocolate, chocolate before. In the morning. But, like, chocolate in the morning, it's like, no thank you. It's like, come on, control yourself. All right, Patrick, you're yes. on the clock. What is your favorite bread? Time up. I would actually say a bagel. Does that count? Yeah, I think so. It's a very specific. It is. It's a specific type of bread. Well, because like, okay, what are, what are we using bread for? We're using bread for toast. We're using it for sandwiches. If I can have a sandwich on a bagel, I'm there. Do you think you could make French toast out of bagels? Oh my god! And would it no. be good? No, he's too the thing. too thick, his too thing. dense. French toast. We already have challah. Like. Sure. You don't you don't need a, a different kind of bread. But could we've you? Already, no. If we wanted I don't to start care. a we've new trend, if we want to open it. a food truck. Oh uh, look, uh Sarah and I have talked about this. There should be a food truck that is focused entirely on pizza bagels. Good pizza and good bagels. There is a bagel food truck in LA called Yeasty Boys. Yeasty Boys? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's right. I like that. No, no, no. What? 
I don't like it. No, I, you're right. You may <laughs> like it. I can't. I can't take that away from you. Uh, oh, oh well, well, I, I guess, guess we will never oh, know. Too bad. Um, all right, we were accompanied today by the EBU Euradio Orchestra, who have, of course, accompanied us before. There are only so many recordings of 433 on YouTube and Vimeo. If you have a recording that you would like us to use, you can send it to Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com. Uh, all right, Mark, let's get into the news. This past week, Nintendo announced a new Labo kit, the Labo Vehicle Kit, coming out this September, on September 14th to be exact. Uh, this thing looks cool. It does look cool. So they they announced it with, with a trailer. Um, it shows uh, almost, I think, really all of the pieces we saw in the initial uh, Labo reveal trailer, um, but just didn't know where they belonged. Um, there is, uh, so the... The, the thing is 70 bucks, right? Um, and it looks like there are four major components to it, right? Um, there is the sort of like key holder thing where it turns your Joy-Con into a key. Um, and then there's a car. Uh, is it like a helicopter or an airplane or a something? A submarine and a plane. Okay, yeah. Um, and seemingly, it looks like the software allows you to just explore one big space. Um, with this versatile vehicle that turns into all these things. Yeah, so you're like making a pedal, mm-hmm. right? And you're making like a steering wheel console. Um, honestly, one of the my favorite things is that you take that Joy-Con key and to switch between. Yeah, you have to like take it out of the car and put it into the plane, or like, right? And uh, then and then it lets you use the plane to navigate this space. Um, I tell you what, this is very exciting to me because I liked uh the I I liked and like the Labo kit that I currently have. I'm gesturing to it, but of course the listeners at home cannot hear that I'm gesturing. Um, and I wanted to get, like, the, there was a little while where I was like, oh no, I've only got like one more of these things to build, and then I'm out of things to build. Um, what do I do then? I guess I don't really want to get that robot kit. Yeah, I feel like the robot kit, not it wasn't necessarily a mistake, but it definitely doesn't have the appeal of yeah these like variety boxes. Also, like, you know that thing is sized for a child. Like, I can probably put it on me, but, like, it's going to be too small, and I will be reminded that this is a child's toy that I'm playing with. Well, and also, like, how much are you really going to use it? Yeah. And not that you're always pulling out your Labo, like, fishing pole, but it seems, like, less ridiculous. Yeah, like, do I have to get, a like, a bust of a mannequin for me to put, <laughs> to put the Labo robot, like, backpack on? I mean, yeah, they should sell, a, like, Hori officially licensed <laughs> Labo mannequins. That's right. Mannequin busts. Uh, I mean, and honestly, I'm not really sure what I'm supposed to do with the, the fishing pole and the piano and stuff. They're sitting on top of my refrigerator right now, um, which seems like a good, as good a place as any. Yeah, and, like, they look like something, whereas the other thing would just look like a box. Yeah, that that is 100% correct. And, you know, honestly, like, the uh, question of, like, how do you store Labo once you've built it is just a problem. <laughs> it'll be a problem with uh, set number three here, and it'll be a problem with set number four and right. set number five. And it's going to be a problem until we are rich and have a wholly dedicated wing Yes. Of our enormous homes. Right. And then we call down, we ding, 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 ding. And then the Labo butler comes running. <laughs> He's made uh, of cardboard. It, it is a <laughs> butler specifically yes. for Labo, uh, built in yeah. Labo cardboard. Uh, and while he has daily meetings with the Amiibo butler, uh, they have totally different jobs. <laughs> right. 
but they need to coordinate from time to time. <laughs> uh, anyways, cool to see another Labo kit. Yeah, and less than a year after the the first two came out, that was uh, April. April. Um, and now this one's coming out in September. Uh, I I'm I'm there for it. I think this is gonna be a day one purchase for me exciting to see where they go after vehicles because they've kind of in my mind ticked all the logical boxes yeah so um it yeah once we kind of get like variety robot vehicles well like the things that are like within the variety i believe socrates said those are the three (laughs) pillars of drama (laughs) variety (laughs) robots and vehicles ah the classics uh dragon ball fighters that's right Switch will have an open beta in August. Uh, the full game is also going to include new multiplayer options on Switch. Along with the 2v2 and 1v1 modes, there will be an offline six-player party mode available as well. Uh, what do we think that means? Party mode. Do you think that just means like six people thrown into one fight? Yeah, or? Uh, probably. Okay. And then um, easily like drop in, drop out. Yeah. Kind of like six-player smash, yeah, I would sure. imagine. Um, this, I'm excited that there's a beta for this because the game looks so cool, Yeah, but I know that I don't really have an appetite for a full, uh, fighting game. So being able to sample it in a beta is like perfect for me. Yeah. That's like all you'll need of it. Here's the thing, Mark. I'm a sucker for fighting games and there's that little bit of like Dragon Ball Z tickles just the right amount of like nostalgia for me oh yeah i think you should get it for sure okay thank you <laughs> you want to come over and play it with me <laughs> eh, i'll watch what is that <laughs> well because it won't be fun because like i'll be playing against you and you'll be really good and i won't like two v two okay are we gonna are you gonna buy it on switch or on ps4 because you have a fighting stick for ps4 i've got two fighting sticks for ps4 <laughs> so switch <laughs> yeah absolutely i mean wait, is, is it more fun to play it on like hardware that it was never actually designed to play on because it wasn't like an what the Amiga. Game. <laughs> no, I'm saying the the fight sticks. Oh, oh, I it's understand. It's not an arcade game. I understand. It's, it's, it's a console game. Yes. Yeah. Um, or to play it on the go when you're on an airplane and bored and you want to make Goku, you know, fight Piccolo or something. Yeah, I mean, the second one sounds right to me. That sounds right to me as well. Uh, NBA Playgrounds Two was originally going to be released back in May, but then like just a little bit before. Its intended release date, there was like a mysterious delay where the developers said only that there were some exciting developments. Mm. Well, now we know what that means. Um, the game is going to be published by 2K Games. And so when it comes out this fall, it's going to be known as NBA 2K Playgrounds 2. Interesting. So how is that exciting for like the consumer? Uh, I mean, explain all of this to me. (laughs) I think it's exciting for the devs. For the consumers, Mm -hmm. it seems like a lateral shift. Right. Plus a delay. (laughs) Right. So (laughs) maybe a negative. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I guess the only thing I would say for Switch owners specifically Uh is seemingly no fault of the developers themselves, but the Switch game was like a little bit behind. It took a long time for like the updates and improvements to come to it. Yeah, there's that whole thing with like, is the patch too big or whatever? Right, is the patch three times as big as the game on the cartridge? Yeah. Uh, so maybe now with like the support and like the finances of mm, 2K, mm, mm. there will be, um, they can avoid anything like that in the future. But I also have no idea how publishing deals like this works. 
Hey, that's a great point. Do so, you uh, does this make the game more attractive to you? Was it a game you were interested in in the first place? No. Very good. Season two of Netflix's Castlevania animated series is going to debut October 26th. So not summer. Not summer. Uh, We had originally, maybe just because it came out last summer, Mm -hmm. assumed that it was going to be summer when season two came out. Right. We might have lightly penciled it into our future plans for the show. And I suppose it is still lightly penciled in. (laughs) That's that's right. We do a lot of light penciling. Here's the thing you don't know about the show is we prepare all of it. With little golf pencils. Uh-huh. A year in advance. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and we say season two. Uh-huh. Uh, Castlevania. Word for word, beat for beat. This is all scripted. Right. Uh, and then call Colin, it says in parentheses. Because Colin's got to come back on and talk He's about season gotta two. He's got to come back. Maybe he'll finish season one. I don't think he will. <laughs> Knowing what I know about Colin J. Morris, he will not finish. Um, for, for those of you who are newer to uh, the show... Uh, our buddy Colin came on to talk about the first season. We will likely bring him back to talk about season two. Um, it's longer though, right? It's twice as long. Right. So I think that means it's eight episodes. Yeah. Instead, instead of, of four. four. Uh, so we'll figure out how to, uh, address that. Yeah. D- listeners, don't you, you don't work, have to worry, don't about, worry about, about it. Yeah. About we'll it. figure out, we'll figure we'll out. We'll do the heavy If you have any ideas, you could like. You email. could email us at Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com. gmail.com. But you don't have to. Don't worry. It'll happen one way or the other. That's right. Yeah. If you do not feel pressure to email us about that. None at all. Um Okay, so for this next one, do you wanna it starts with somebody's name? So Sure. Isao Moro? Yes. Uh the director of Animal Crossing New Leaf has left Nintendo. On uh in a July twenty sixth Facebook post, the longtime Nintendo producer announced that he was resigning. Uh, he's worked on several previous games in the franchise and served as assistant director on The Legend of Zelda The Wind Waker. Uh, we wish him the best. We do wish him the best. Does this bode ill for a new Animal Crossing game? I don't think so. Uh, do you mean like a new one coming soon or the future that, of the I, franchise? I guess I mean the former and then maybe the latter, but more the former than... I uh, I don't th- I don't think so. I think in gen- I I guess I don't know how old this gentleman was. I think in general, uh, Nintendo is seeing a shift to younger developers. Sure. And I also think that nobody ever knows what Nintendo internal developers are working on. So right, you know, who knows how far along an Animal Crossing game was before he left? Maybe he was never involved in. Uh, Switch Animal Crossing game. Sure, and Switch Animal Crossing could be done right now, and they're just like waiting for a time to. We could get a direct tomorrow saying Animal Crossing <laughs> Switch comes out in October, and we would all be very surprised, but it could happen. Last week we wondered what was up with the timing of the Breath of the Wild uh, bonus content in Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. I believe that's how I phrased it. I said, what's up with the timing of this thing? <laughs> yeah, we may not have gotten uh, more insight into the timing necessarily, but producer Kosuki. Yabuki did share a message about how the crossover came about. Mm-hmm. Uh, so th- apparently there's a lot of crossover between the Zelda and Mario Kart teams. And after using the Master Cycle Zero and Breath of the Wild, Yabuki felt that it would be a perfect fit for Mario Kart 8. Uh, some, some things are just uh, easy and straightforward, right? That they're like playing with, uh, playing with the motorcycle in one game and saying, hey, hey! This motorcycle should be in two games. Yeah, so here's a quote from uh, Mr. Yabuki. said, One day, about a year ago, Mr. 
uh, how do you say his first name? A.G. Aonuma. A.G. Aonuma came to me with a thought. He said, I'm thinking about putting a bike in Breath of the Wild. What do you think? I promptly replied, riding around the world on a bike would be the best. Go for it. <laughs> I love how supportive they are. Just <laughs> dropping a bike into the world of Hyrule wouldn't be an easy feat, though. There were a lot of things to consider, making sure the player could feel the tire's traction, making the engine sour powerful, and even designing the bike to make it feel like ancient technology. The development team faced a great deal of challenges, for sure. It just seems like this is such a positive, weird environment where they're just like, here's a creative thought. Yeah. (laughs) And everyone else is like, yes, do it. And then someone else is like, this should be in my game, too. And they're like, yes. I love it. It makes me wonder what, uh, like, okay, so in addition to the Breath of the Wild content in uh-huh. Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, we also got, like, the Labo update yes. a little bit yes, mm-hmm. a little while back. And, like, it seems obvious to me that the vehicle's Labo kit is going to have some utility somewhere. It may as well be Mario Kart. Right, right. Yeah, makes total sense to me. Or Breath of the Wild. Also fun. That'd be fun. Uh, so it looks like everyone is getting in on the GameCube S controllers for Switch. Both Hori and PDP announced lines of GameCube style controllers compatible with Nintendo Switch. The PDP controllers are brightly colored and come with removable C sticks and ten foot long cables. No release date has been announced yet, but why would you bother before uh, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate comes out? Maybe you want to play Brawlhalla with a GameCube controller? Can you do that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and the Hori controllers are Zelda, Mario, and Pikachu themed. They look like they're coming out just in the Asian markets so far, but, you know, maybe not. Yeah, well, maybe we'll, maybe we'll see them here. Who knows? Uh, how important do you think these GameCube controllers are? Like, let's say on... The Wii U. Uh-huh. How many people do you think played with GameCube controllers? With GameCube controllers? I would guess the vast, vast, vast majority. Yeah, like 98% of players do not play with. Just play. Like, yeah, right. they just play with whatever. On a, a is pro the controller default. or the like gamepad. Yeah. Um, I would assume that it is also going to be true for Switch. Um, if only because if you've got a wired fight pad you have to play it on the TV, right? Because there's no, there's no USB uh, I- inputs on just the console itself. You, need, you would need to have the, you would need to have it docked. Um, so like until, th- until there's a, a solution for that, and like I don't think having like a wireless gamepad is really what people are looking for either because there's like some lag inherent in that. I don't know. I, I don't think... I just wonder if uh, if uh, Hori and PDP are like, expecting like a huge like flood of orders of these things, and it's really going to be more of like a, a tepid. I mean, I'm sure it's a very like profitable niche market. Sure. Uh, because there are people who obviously like prefer to play Smash Brothers with fighting pads, melee babies. Well, I, yes, but I also think it's interesting that we had that um, quote just a few weeks ago talking about how they don't make Smash Brothers, you know, for competitive gamers and it's a game for everybody. But, you know, unspoken in this is that they definitely do still cater to that uh, eSports community because otherwise, why would you continue, like, the legacy support for GameCube controllers? Yeah, and, uh, you know, whether that means uh, uh, an adapter or, like, these custom-made controllers 
um, from companies like BDP and Hori. Well, and Nintendo themselves are releasing right. GameCube-esque controllers with like Smash branding. So, yeah. So they there's there's a there's a market here, and I I don't totally understand it because like I don't know. I I thought that we were moving away from the like have as many controllers. And uh, yes, we did just establish that I have two different fight sticks in this house. <laughs> but I thought we were moving away from the idea that you needed to have like a thousand different kinds of controllers, you know, one to you need you need these four pieces of plastic to play Guitar Hero and these four pieces of plastic to play uh, Rock Band. Well, here's the thing is I'm uh, assuming that there is a small but vibrant market for these. Yeah. And that they cannot be expensive to manufacture. Yeah, they. I wonder how much they're going to cost to sell. I mean, like, if it's on par with a uh, a pro controller, like that's not cheap. That's a seventy dollar controller. Um, so I'm going to guess forty. Forty. Yeah. To to buy. That would make it tempting for me, even actually at forty. No, well, that's too much. That's too <laughs> Mark. Don't be ridiculous, Mark. That's too much. Uh, the narrative game, Thimbleweed Park, which was like a throwback to the type of lucas arts games like maniac mansion um has reportedly sold better on nintendo switch than it did on steam developer terrible toy box says the game has been massively successful for them on switch uh now it is of course at this point that we have to point out that mark played the game on switch Uh uh-huh talked about it on this show we have to assume that this is one of those news items that we are 100% responsible for, and all of Thimbleweed Park's success is due to our talking about it on this show. But of course, we can't take all the credit because our very influential listeners must have gone out and (laughs) influenced things in order for our splash in the pond to ripple out in the small way that we all affect the world. Way to, it, way to go, NCS clam. Yeah, way to go, guys. Let's uh, we'll, we'll pick a different game to to buoy next month. Uh, but so far, you've done a really nice job with Thimbleweed Park. Uh, speaking of things, we're one hundred percent responsible for one hundred percent version one point two point zero of Mario Tennis Aces is coming tomorrow, according to Nintendo of Japan. In addition to character play adjustments and bug fixes, Nintendo is also introducing a number of quality of life improvements no. to the adventure mode. Yes, including. Being able to restart challenges from the pause menu. And if you do fail a challenge, you can retry without having to go back to the world map. Patrick, what? we did it. Okay, that's very exciting. And I'm very glad that, of course, we are affecting change in our community. And you can do it, too. Uh, don't forget to vote in November. But, Mark, Mark, we're this is a, a change that's great. Do you think you'll go back to the story mode? Uh, no, probably not. Right. But... How do you feel having completed the story mode so before this change of, was yeah, made? Yeah, I feel like I that's like probably three hours I'm not going to get back of just like watching a little bit of dumb dialogue and trying to skip past it as fast as I can. Um, so do I, feel, do I feel slighted? Do I feel wronged? Do I feel as though I am owed something? I mean, you're a hero. You crawled through Thank glass you. Thank you. so the rest of us could walk over you. That's right. And of course, you are referring to Glass, the sequel to Split. Are Send gonna- us spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> this is something new that we're going we're gonna to relaunch. Look, we were very interested in getting spoilers for the movie Split. We didn't want to see the movie Split. Uh, people sent us spoilers. We appreciated it. We still saw the movie. Yeah. Uh, let's do the same thing. If you have spoilers for the movie Glass, please. Send them to us. 
uh, Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com. gmail.com. Did I tell you that at uh, Comic-Con this year, I went to a recording of Conan, um, and he had the uh, cast of Glass on it. No. Um, and uh, M. Night Shyamalan told a story uh, about like the getting the characters in costume, um, you know, getting Sam Jackson's character, who I guess is Mr. Glass, um, and Bruce Willis's character, and uh, uh, James Ma- McAvoy. McAvoy. Yeah. Um, and having them in their costumes and that, like, everyone on set was like, whoa, these iconic characters are back. Uh, and my friend Kelly and I were just like, that didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because are they, I- they're not, like, iconic characters of cinema. You no. don't You don't see, like, uh, a Bruce Willis lookalike and, like, a rain poncho walking around Universal Studios and everybody's like, you don't oh, even it's, see it's, it's Mr. Unbreakable. <laughs> yeah, you don't see these things. It's not real. <laughs> like, what does James McAvoy's character from... Uh, split look like you're like oh he's wearing a sweater and a dress sometimes <laughs> oh, I hated that movie <laughs> me too you want to see Glass though <laughs> I, we'll see sure. Glass send us spoilers but we're going to see it uh, if you want to start p- paying for Nintendo's online services now instead of waiting until September when it actually is available for use uh-huh. Amazon has codes available you can get 3 months for seven ninety nine and 12 months for nineteen ninety nine, is a 0% savings for yourself. Um, what's the point of buying this early? I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know. Okay. Like, I can't think of a single benefit. Perfect. No, actually, I can. What? Because uh, I'm creative of thought. If you wanted to buy it for a friend for, like, their birthday oh, or something, and you're is... like, you just wanted to make sure mm-hmm. that you got that out in front, so that way... You don't have to worry about them buying it, and then you bought this, and then what are they going to do with two years of Switch's right. online or service? They're going to sell their internet to like get the money to buy this for you. It's a gift oh, of the mag- yeah. mag- mag- magi. Mag- I always guy. say magi, but I've never heard it pronounced before, so I don't know. Well, I just made myself vulnerable there, and uh, I don't know how I feel about it. Oh, well, I hope you felt accepted. Thank you. Thank you. I do, in fact, feel accepted. Uh, also, it doesn't look like you can buy the like the the family plans or the whatever those are. Oh yeah, I, f- I forgot that was even a thing. Look, well, it's this thing comes out in September. I feel like I still don't know anything about it. Um, do we know what the other half of the games are yet? No, but we got to find out. I mean, we <laughs> we will find yes. out at some point. Of course, we will. All right, Mark, let's get out of the news. That is going to do it for this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. Remember, please rate, review, subscribe on Apple Podcasts. If you like the episode, share it on Facebook or Twitter or anywhere where you social your meets. Um, follow us on Twitter. I'm at Patrick underscore Ellers. Mark is at MKE Mitchell. Collectively, we are at Nincart Society. The Facebook page is just Nintendo Cartridge Society. Remember, oh my God, you have to come back for Thursday. We are going to be talking about the top eight RPGs on Nintendo platforms. I'm worried we'll never be able to top this next episode. I agree. Uh, frankly, I'm worried we're not going to be able to top the episode we're recording right now. Oh, yeah, this is a good one, too. But I mean, I'm also just filled with a lot of chronic anxiety, and it's something that I, I need someone to talk to about it. That's part of what these podcasts are. <sighs> if you like Mark and Mind's opinions, we write about comic books on retconpunch.com. Olivia Duncan made our logo. Our theme music is provided by Ape at Betty. You can get more of his music by going to apeatbetty.com or by listening right now. From my co-host, Mark Mitchell, this is Patrick Ellers saying, I've got people to talk to, but I'm too anxious to talk to them. So, thanks for listening.
fire. 